based on our vision to become a circular economy company, I clearly would say that our brand promise, Freude, the German word for joy, will remain for the entire future. And then we call it joy forever or in German Freude für immer. And this joy forever means that if you have a BMW, this BMW sometime in the future will retire and will become a new one based on the circular vision of BMW. And that's a great vision because this is something which we need for our planet. This is something which is, gives us a strong purpose and stance for the brand. And it's a good feeling to have something in hand which will be then in the future something new again, but based on these materials. Forwardism. The joy of seeing and feeling tomorrow before it's been created. Continually challenging convention to push for certainty of a better experience when we get there. This is Forwardism. Hi everyone, my name is Yomi Degake and welcome to This is Forwardism, a new audio series by BMW for those who live for tomorrow, today. In this series, I talk to creative minds who are creating, shaping and designing our future. Together, me and my guests will try to put together the pieces to create a picture of the future, whilst finding out their definition of what forwardism means and what it means to them. So who is today's brilliant mind? Well, today's brilliant guest is Stefan Puniqua. Stefan is Vice President of Brand Communication and Experience at BMW Group. He's been part of BMW since 2004 and has worked in brand management, communication and brand experience for the last 16 years. He is known for his vision in this space and this is what we at This Is Forwardism would call a digital marketing pioneer. So Stefan, we'd love to pick your brain today. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thanks, Yumi. I'm super excited to be here. Really wonderful format. And yeah, um, let's start. Responsible for brand communication at BMW and nowadays he already here since 16 years. Very proud Hi. Austrian from Vienna. Uh, now living in Munich, two kids, married and my, I may say, my source of energy is Red Bull and my home country, Austria, because many of my friends are always saying, why are you not working for the Austrian Tourism Board? <laughs> so does that mean that you're very passionate, I suppose, about your homeland? Exactly, exactly. Right. Nothing beats Austria when it comes to the wonderful landscape and the people and the culture. I'm really inviting you to join me for the next trip to Austria. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, Stefan. Thank you for the invitation. So you've actually already kind of touched on what my first question was going to be, which was, you know, what are some interesting facts about you? Um, I love the fact that you said on, you run on Red Bull um, and that you're very proud of your homeland. Are there any more, I suppose, interesting facts that you'd like our listeners to know about yourself? Now, accidentally, um, I love cars and I love BMW since I'm really a small kid and it's truly a passion and it's for me the really 
perfect job what I have that I'm responsible for the brand BMW and it's something which I couldn't think about in the past and now I'm in this position and I'm really so passionate about this to create something where we are in an industry where we, we can't even count how many transformation we have now in our industry and this is something which is day by day motivating me. I'm very much looking forward to speaking to you more about BMW and what makes it so special. But before we get into that, we've spoken to lots of incredible, brilliant minds over the past few weeks, yourself now amongst them, about what forwardism means. And we've had lots of different, you know, far-reaching, interesting answers. Um, today, we finally get to speak to the, you know, godfather of forwardism, because I believe it was you that coined the term for BMW. I'm correct in that, right? Right. My pleasure. Right. So we'd love to get the kind of story straight from Norris's mouth. What is your definition of the term forwardism, which would, I suppose, arguably be the definition of forwardism? What does it mean to you? I want to put it in really in clear words. It's about creating something new, not just having something future-oriented, very future-shaping, and ideally defining a certain movement, something big, like, for example, a new era. That's our vision when we talk about forwardism for the brand BMW. Brilliant answer. And, you know, you heard it here, folks. This is what forwardism means from the man who created the term himself. So, Stefan, what would you say drives you forward as well as the BMW group? Um, that's a really good question. And and I try to, to put it into one single sentence because I think it's the best summary of what we are aiming for. Giving reasons to love BMW. That's at the end of the day my job description. That's my passion. And whenever I work with my team, that's all about what we're thinking for and what we're aiming for. Giving reasons to love BMW. Right. So, you know, we've already discussed your you know official title as Vice President of brand communication and experience at BMW Group. So following on from the last question, what does brand experience mean to you? Naturally, it's about interacting, engaging. Something which we use as a term in everyday life of marketing, but it's so important to really build on a brand which is able of being a relationship brand creating relations, working on relations and introducing with this kind of relationship brand a certain stage of being perceived as a love brand. Sounds somehow maybe a little bit weird, but I love to state it into clear words. At the end of the day, if we manage to be a love brand, which means there's a certain intensive relationship between the end consumer and the BMW, then we have done our job with 110%. And speaking of brand experience, what would you say is so special about the BMW brand experience in particular? Um, what would you say makes the BMW brand experience unique? When we work on a dedicated brand strategy for the experiences and becoming a relationship brand, becoming a love brand, we need to mind the audience. And if you look at our portfolio of the brand BMW, we are stretching 
the brand BMW into certain bookends. If you look at the age, we are talking and inspiring the next generations of Gen Z. We are today selling to Gen Y, Gen X. There are also baby boomers involved. So we have all levels of target groups, of course, in a certain premium segment. But we need to reflect this when it comes to how we interact with these different target groups. And these target groups have very different ways of how you can communicate with them. And if you look then on the portfolio of what we are trying to do is that we have certain engagements and platforms which are very relevant for the next generations, like the music engagements for music festivals like Coachella or the esports and gaming industry, where we're also strong partners of the best of the best esports teams of the world. This is the one extreme bookend. And on the other hand, we are strong partners of the art fair industry, like Art Basel, Freeze, in the States, in Europe, even in Asia. And also the golf sport engagements, the professional golf sport, is also a part of our portfolio. What I want to say is that we have a very diverse um, strategy when it comes to the brand experiences, which are based on the demands and the interests of our target groups in different ages. And speaking of, you know, different ages and the fact that, you know, you are selling into and speaking to um, Gen Z, um, what do you think will change in terms of brand experience over the next few years, you know, as BMW does target younger generations? Main change, you can't, well, no, you can't, you can, of course, but you should not plan and interact only on a physical appearance anymore. So everything what you're trying to communicate and to interact with the target group has to be planned and executed beside a live marketing tool, beside the physical brand experience. It has to have a clear solution also how you communicate through the digital channels. And in most cases, you're not allowed just to copy the message from the live audio session and to repeat it, the digital channels. You have to have your own answers for the digital channels. And that's the biggest shift now that a live marketing tool, an event, whatever you do in the physical world is not just worth it if you just focus on the live world. It's changing. You have to have clear answers on how you are communicating a digital world. And then as an add-on, you can execute in the physical world. That's the main game changer. So we're going to touch a little bit more on, you know, the online world and digital spaces. Um, but I'd just like to take it back a little bit to, I suppose, your sort of passion for BMW as a brand. And I suppose, you know, you described your job as, you know, the best job in the world. So what would you say brings you your greatest joy in your daily work? Um, what are your favourite things to do? Oh, clearly working with motivated people, with my teams, receiving inspirations, playing ping pong in a creative way with my teams. This gives me personally the most out of it and motivation and also the feedback of working together and jointly inspiring each other is also the source of energy which I need, which I'm asking for. And mm -hmm. on top, I have a very strong likeness, I may say, creating things and ideas from the scratch, really white paper approach 
to drive something forward which is not existing at all. This is what I really love. So we're going to take it back to what you were saying about, you know, again, reaching younger demographics and I suppose doing that in, I guess, non-traditional ways. Um, it's definitely over the past few years become more difficult to reach out to young people with, um, you know, say classic advertising. But it's, I'd say, especially become difficult for the car industry in recent years. So what is BMW doing? You've already touched on it in fairness but what would you say bmw is doing to continue to make sure it reaches younger demographics first of all maybe sounds very hard but we're not talking about any more of the traditional rules of advertising we are talking about the most important currency this currency is called relevance relevance for the relevant target group and to create or to ensure or to manage relevance, the answer is to have a very good storytelling. I call it culture marketing. You need to have a clear answer for this culture of this target group with relevant stories, and then you will be perceived as relevant. And then you will all of a sudden happen as a brand in their talks, in their social web. Right. And... Again, speaking about, you know, um, Gen Z and the youth audience, um, last year as part of Joytopia, BMW launched its own metaverse um, for last year's IAA, um, which stands for the International Automobile Exhibition, for those who aren't aware. The aim was to communicate brand messages to a young audience in an innovative way. What role do you think digital spaces, such as the metaverse, play in the future of this space and within advertising? Huge one, a really huge one. And you just referred last year in September 2021, the International um, Automotive Association, the fair in in Munich, uh, which was a global uh, fair for the latest uh, car models. And we said, we just can't stick to the physical appearance. We're still during the pandemic. And we said, we have to have a strong answer how we play the content in a, in a certain digital way. And then we said, okay, we are not just doing an editorial piece and put it online. We create our own virtual space. And uh, in September last year, nobody was talking about the keyword metaverse. It was for, for us a try and error to try this. And it was afterwards a huge success. Uh, on purpose, I didn't speak about too much internally. So it was a certain submarine project, but uh, we were super successful. But it was a high risk, I need to admit. And uh, and uh, we are super happy that we've done it. Now we are learning out of it because when we have a look uh, behind the scenes, what's going on on different platforms uh, to build their metaverses, uh, we want to be definitely a forerunner. We want to continue to be a pioneer. And the future of how you interact with these target groups and the next generations is that the people want to be uh, seen with their own avatars in certain virtual worlds. And the basic belief in it is that you need to offer something where not everything is just to consume it. You need to have a certain allowance to co-create. And that's the biggest change in the formula how you act as a brand when it comes to communication. So you described um, Joytopia as, you know, successful. It did attract a lot of attention in the media and, 
you know, was described by some as a pioneering achievement. So could you tell us a little bit about Joytopia and also what made it pioneering and what does make someone or something pioneering? Hmm. The aim was to communicate the vision of our company and beyond the transformation to change the engine from a combustion engine to the electric engine, which is now an ongoing process for the next years, and we are accelerating this process massively, the even bigger change and the even bigger transformation is how to become really sustainable beyond the engine concept. So for the entire value chain of our company. And that's why we kicked off last year during this uh, September event, our vision, and we communicated the vision, which says that in the future, long-term future, is that we want to build with our entire ecosystem 100% circular cars. That's, what does this mean? All our BMWs in the future are out of 100% secondary material, and they can be reused after their usage for the next BMW. And this kind of joy forever is our future vision. And then we said, okay, we can't just communicate this here at the booth with a wonderful vision car. We need to announce this also very bold and unexpected in a virtual space. And that's why we invented Joytopia as a virtual space, something really unconventional, very unexpected, very creative. And yeah, we got the ADC Grand Prix award, which is a uh, very famous uh, creative award in, in Germany. And we were just testing new things and we didn't know where we are coming. And um, and now we are super happy that we did it. Hmm. Joytopia definitely does sound like an example of Fordism. You have been part of the BMW group since 2004 and worked in lots of different positions in brand management and marketing. So to what extent would you say that these areas have changed over recent years? And it's a bit of a two-part question. What ways do you think that they'll continue to change over the years? Yeah, so we could now speak for an hour or more. In a nutshell, <laughs> the change is, of course, that the main source of the entire information chain around the car is web-based. And in the past, we still had a lot of different marketing instruments and tools, which are like sales literature in the past, and other tools, point of sale, flyers, etc. Everything we stopped. We are fully focusing on a digital journey when it comes to communicating the cars and when it comes to also the sales journey. In the future, we want to uh, offer a fully transparent sales journey via the web. And we also communicated that we aim for 25% of our car sales in 2025 should be managed through an online sales journey. And therefore, we are aiming for all the information should be web-based. And this is the magic shift here. And then when it comes to the consumer pattern, we have to have a closer look on how to communicate and how to reach the relevant people and time is over to spend really a lot of money for certain channels where you don't even know if you reach them the right target group and this mm. is the biggest shift now that 
the next generation is not waiting for any advertisement. They are waiting for an interaction which is relevant to them. Far beyond the content of what kind of car features does this car offer. It's more about what does this brand stands for? What is the brand aiming for? What kind of people are working there? What are their cultural aspects? What is their purpose? These are things we need to answer. Relevance as a concept is definitely something that's come up repeatedly um, during our conversation. And as you've mentioned, there are lots of different ways that brands can reach out to um, existing or new target groups, whether it be through print or audio, um, video, photo, and obviously now digital, which seems to be leading the charge. Which fields do you think will continue to grow and become more interesting for brands and, you know, their sort of target groups in the future? And which of those groups, if any, do you think will become less relevant as time goes on? Clearly, within the digital space, we will see, as of now and the upcoming years, a tremendous shift into the virtual worlds. And every brand has to answer the question if the brand will build its own virtual world or will it jump on and hop on and hop off in different virtual worlds from other players. So I give you an example. Today, you could decide to buy some plots in Sandbox as a metaverse and you build your own BMW space in it and you have some gamification concepts, whatever, and you can then experience the brand BMW. Or the brand like BMW is creating its own metaverse, having everything under control and people can play around with their own avatar into this metaverse. There is no right and wrong the future will talk to us and we will see what's happening. But I strongly believe for the future, we will see strong brands with their own approaches where you can have everything under control when it comes to the sales journey and to the data. And on the other hand, for communication purposes, you will see a lot of metaverses where several brands from different industries will meet and will co-create and the consumer and the users will shape this co-creation and will build on it. And it's nothing, somebody is owning it because the community is owning it. And that's the magic behind it because we are all used to it if we communicate today that we are owning the piece, the website, the whatever. And in the future, you're not owning it anymore. You're just preparing a stage you're preparing some frames on it for the brand and then let it go. The community is co-creating and building based on your brand principles. And the brands who will be successful are those brands who have a strong character, a strong guidance, a strong stance. What does it mean to say, this is BMW? So what would you say... In a nutshell, your vision for and within BMW is? Based on our vision to become a circular economy company, I clearly would say that our brand promise, Freude, the German word for joy, will remain for the entire future. And then we call it joy forever or in German 
Freude für immer. And this joy forever means that if you have a BMW, this BMW sometime in the future will retire and will become a new one based on the circular vision of BMW. And that's a great vision because this is something which we need for our planet. This is something which is, gives us a strong purpose and stance for the brand. And it's a good feeling to have something in hand which will be then in the future something new again, but based on these materials. So as the you know kind of founding father of the concept of forwardism, Stefan, how would you recommend that we and you know our listeners bring the spirit of forwardism into our everyday lives? <laughs> Do what you can't and believe in yourself. That sounds like very sound advice. Thank you very much. And our final question is about the future, not so much yourself in the future, but just about the future more generally. It's, I suppose, your version of what a utopia would look like in the world of brand experience and marketing. What would brand experience and marketing look like to you in, let's say, the year 2050? What would it look like in the future if it was perfected, if it was a utopia? Yeah, that's brands do not have clear guidance anymore and corporate identities and corporate designs. They have a certain framework of their character and their reason to operate and their license to operate. But everything else is co-created by the community and the community is based on those people who are in love with your brand. And if you have a strong base on a community which loves you as a brand, then you have a strong brand appearance. That's my inner belief of the future, where content creation will be defined by co-creation, by the community. Thank you so much, Stefan. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. My pleasure, Yoni. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So guys, today's episode is sadly over, but we will, as ever, push forward. Stay tuned for our next episode with another exciting creative mind that will give you a sneak peek in what tomorrow might be. In the meantime, my name's Yomi Adegake, and this has been This Is Forwardism. Forwardism.